Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Hey, welcome back. It's Brenton here, and in this episode, it's a solo episode that I'm recording, so no guest. But this one is about the best way to return to the pool. In Australia, there's a couple of pools that have started to open where you can book individual lanes for a certain amount of time. So pools are starting to open back up and I thought I'd do a podcast talking about the best way to get back to training once your pool has opened, how you can do it without getting injured and how you can do it so you start to get that fitness and strength back that you had before it all stopped, how you can get that back quickly and do it in a way where you can also improve your technique as you go through it. So there's seven things here that I've written down. And the first one is for returning to the pool is what time frame are you looking at? One of the things that I've found over the last sort of 10, 15 years is that the times I've taken time out of the water of a number of weeks or I haven't swum much at all, if I've done enough swimming in that time that I have gotten back into it, I can usually get back pretty close to where I was within about six weeks. So I think for most people, for most adults, if they train well enough and intense enough for six weeks, they can get back to where they were earlier. Now, for elite swimmers, most of those guys will be looking at four to six months because obviously they are training eight to 12 times a week and it's a different level that they are at. But for most people, I think six weeks is a good benchmark. You might be looking at eight or, or 10 weeks depending on how many sessions a week you can do. But that's what I'm sort of bargaining for is about six weeks provided that I'm training enough. The second thing is how many sessions and how much distance should you be doing per session? Well, obviously it's individual, depends what you're doing before this. But what I'm looking at for most systems that I coach is somewhere between 3,000 to 4,000 meters or yards a session. Now for the first week, you might look to do a little bit less than that. Somewhere in the sort of two to 3,000 mark is probably a good way to begin. But if you have been able to either swim open water or, or do some strength work, yeah, somewhere in that sort of three to 4,000 meters or yards will be a good range to, to stick to. And if you can swim four times a week, that's going to be ideal. I mean, my, my rule of thumb is typically three sessions per week is a minimum for people, but there's a noticeable difference with four sessions a week. So that's what I'd recommend, provided that's what you can do. I know some sweep, some people have got a limit on how much they can swim because some of the pools aren't um, allowing more than say one session a week, but that's what I w would aim for is four times a week. Then what are you likely to experience getting back into the water? Well, for the times that I have taken uh, a bit of time out of the water, when you do get back in, the number one thing you'll find is that the very first lap feels great. It feels amazing. You feel like you're fresh, you're well rested. And then as soon as you hit the turn, you feel heavy and you feel weak and it all just turns around. That's what I find every single time. Um, but expect yourself to feel very sluggish and slow and heavy, um, particularly after like three or 400 meters. That's, that's going to happen. You're going to feel weak and wobbly and disconnected and is not going to feel good. So you need to be willing to persist through those sorts of feelings for usually three or four weeks is, is how long it will probably take you to overcome most of those sorts of feelings. But if you know that it's coming and you, you're prepared to persist through it, then you'll come out the other side of it feeling so much better and um, and feeling like you can swim again. But uh, don't be disheartened. Look, that's just all, all part of it. And 
for whatever reason, when you do spend time out of the water, there's, there's nothing that can substitute actual swimming. No matter how much swim-specific strength you've been doing, there's nothing that actually substitutes actual swimming. So uh, just, just know that it's going to not feel great for, uh, for a number of weeks. Then what type of training should you be doing? Well, in terms of what type of training, we, I wrote a, a six-week return to the pool training plan and that's inside our membership for members there. And I've also um, made two weeks of that available for free. So if you um, go to our website, effortlessswimming.com, find this podcast and I'll put a link there as well so you can get those two weeks for free. But within that sort of six-week program, some of the things that we've done, like we start out very comfortable, but one of the first things um, that we, we really want to do is you know, start fairly slow with some of the swimming. But as we progress through those six weeks, we do have a few efforts where we are building or we're progressing the effort. So it's not like for six weeks, we're just going to do completely slow swimming, all slow swimming. That's not the case because for you to get back to where you were, we want to start to be able to change the pace a bit. Uh, now, you'll probably find as we do these building efforts, an example of this is four 100s building one to four. So the first hundred is the easiest one. The fourth one's the fastest one. Now, as you do something like that, your times may not change that much because you'll probably find that you're very limited with the different gears that you can use. Your effort might increase, but your speed might not change that much. But you want to start to get used to changing the speed a little bit. So there are certainly some building efforts within those first six weeks. We even do some sprints. Even the very first session, I've got in there 425s all out with, I think it's 15 or 20 seconds rest in between. Because what I, what I personally find is that when I've had time out of the water and I get back in, something that helps me get back quicker is by doing all out short, sharp sprints like uh, repeat 25s. And it doesn't need to be a lot, but that real top end, that real high end work, you tend to develop the your swim strength a lot quicker, a lot, uh, a lot quicker than you would if it was all slow swimming. So for every sort of second or third session, there's at least some, some 25s in there uh, where where I find that helps you kind of get back to where you were a lot quicker. The other thing that we do uh, is there's a fair bit of kick in there. Now, if you're a triathlete, you probably, you might be wondering, well, I'd, I don't need to kick much. I've normally got a wetsuit on, but with kick, it's that's what can provide you the stability through the rest of your stroke. So even if you are doing triathlon and you feel like kick is wasting your time, it's not. It can really help you with the rest of your stroke. So it is worth doing the, the kicking. Uh, there and doing it on your side, on your front, on your back, mixing it up, changing direction. And that's what's going to help you develop an effective kick because we know you don't need a hard kick, but we want an effective kick. And that means upwards and downwards pressure on the kick. We want to keep it relatively narrow within the line of the body uh, and keeping the toes somewhat pointed. And, and that's what's going to give you the stability and control through the rest of the body, through your hips, through your core, to then be able to uh, connect that up with the, with the catch and the rotation. We've got some skull in there just to start to get that feel and that awareness on the hands and the forearm again. And with the skull that we do, quite a bit of it is with the pull boy on and a band, an ankle strap, because that way it can also help um, develop that upper body strength through the deltoids, through your forearms and through your hands um, that's needed for when you start to get some more distance going. And we also do a reasonable amount of, uh, I'd call it strength work, but pool work. So you've got the, the pool boy, you've got the paddles on and sometimes the ankle band as well, just to isolate uh, the, the arms in the pool to start to fast track that a little bit. So obviously taking the kick out of it and most of that 
um, strength is, or most of that work is going to go into the arm. So we really start to build that up through those six weeks there. So that's um, what we look to do. And then in terms of drills, most of the technique work that we do in that training plan is done in the warm up, and we change the drills as we go. We sort of follow those five core principles that we've we've got on how to swim fast. We follow those throughout the six weeks. So as we start to get into week three, four, five, and six, we start to do a bit more of the uh, like doggy scoop drill, YMCA drill, some of those catch and pull drills, uh, as well as sort of rhythm drills and things like that. But we start out with the basics, finding your balance, getting the kick working, getting the um, the scale happening. And then we start to progress to the, the later parts of the stroke. Another thing that I would recommend for most people is warm up with fins. The purpose behind that is with fins on, it's going to take a lot of the load off your upper body and your shoulders. And I know one of the issues that people uh, can come across is just either getting a few niggles here and there through their shoulders or, or getting injured uh, through different parts of your, your upper body. And sometimes that can come from either not warming up before you get in the pool or by just kind of having too much load in the beginning. So I think it's really worthwhile doing some warm up with fins on, even if it's the first two to 400 meters in the session, that's a good way to just work into it and build into it. So most of the sessions that we've got are with fins on uh, for the warm up part of it. And when I used to coach uh, the master squad that I used to coach, I'd say probably four out of five sessions that we did, we would warm up with uh, with fins. And I think it's a really good thing to do, particularly now when you, you haven't been swimming for a number of weeks. The next thing is it might be worthwhile doing a bit of TheraBand work before you train. So there's a five minute TheraBand warm up that I've got inside the membership. It's this five minute routine that I will go through as often as I can before I train, because it's gonna help not only warm up the, the upper body, but strengthen those smaller controlling muscles through the shoulders. Um, by using the TheraBand. So it's an easy routine. Most people can find that five minutes to, to fit it in. And it's something that um, particularly anyone who's had shoulder issues or anyone who just feels like it takes a long time to get going, it's something that can can be uh, useful for them. And the very last thing here is I'd recommend doing a time trial in your first week back, something like a 400 meter time trial. Now the purpose behind this is one of the things is humans that we, we want to see one of the things that makes us feel good and be motivated is seeing progress so if you do a 400 time trial in the first week that you're back see how slow you are realize how slow you are uh, since you've been out of the pool and that's going to give you a good benchmark to then work from over the next six weeks or 10 weeks whatever it might be for you a good benchmark to then look to improve upon so let's say that first 400 let's say it takes you eight minutes in the next six weeks if you get it down to seven minutes 30 or quicker then you're going to be pretty pumped up you're going to be motivated to continue to to make that improvement and in when was it november i um i came off the mountain bike and injured my shoulder and i couldn't swim for a number of weeks or i could only kick basically and when i was able to swim again my 100 times or my 100 pace was 20 seconds slower than what it was um, before i came off the mountain bike and that was frustrating, and but I knew if I just kept persisting, kept training, that would eventually come down. And it was good to see it come down. And I think it took me two or three weeks to get it down to sort of 10 seconds, 15 seconds slower than where I was. And then um, it was probably about eight, 
about eight weeks down the track, I was able to get it pretty close to where I was before that. But obviously, an injury is a little bit different than um, not being able to swim. But it is good to see that progression. So doing a time trial, having some sort of benchmark to measure yourself against is a, um, is a good approach. Now, I wouldn't normally recommend that, but um, I think that kind of thing is, is good to see. And that's what, what might keep you motivated coming back into the water. Now, as I mentioned earlier, if you want to get the first two weeks of the six-week plan for free, then uh, visit the website, have a look at the post that this podcast is on, and, uh, and there'll be a link there to be able to get it. Or if you remember, jump inside the membership. It's under the workouts and you can download, print off the uh, six-week plan. It's a PDF that you can uh, just print off there. And we've got links to all of the drills. So we've got videos of them all. And uh, there's sort of some comments under most of the sets that we do, explaining the purpose of it, what you, um, how to pace it, how you should be feeling, and, and what's the reason that we're doing it. So um, go and check that out. That's our six-week return to the pool training plan. And uh, that is what I would, would recommend. Now, some of you, I've also had the question, uh, what if we can't get back in the pool and we can only swim open water? Well, uh, I'm going to answer that on another podcast that will be out in the next couple of days. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.